Good evening, everyone. This is David Kukla at the Traditional Healers from the Four Corners of the World here on La Onda Bajita. Uh, lovely to uh, see you here yes. at Giggles. Yes. And also our special guest, Nani Alejandra. Uh, tonight we're going to talk about uh, healing. Uh, and I, I wanted to make the theme uh, healing behind the iron bars. And uh, Nani's done a lot of work in prisons. He's done a lot of work on himself. And we want to talk a little bit over the next couple of hours on how we can heal ourselves, not only within ourselves, but also those brothers and sisters who are living behind those bars. <clears throat> and so with that, as always in our uh, healing circles, we, we start with an opening prayer. And so I'd like to begin our show tonight with that opening prayer. Ancient ones, ancestors, we, we ask you to come join us. We ask you to come help us to open our hearts to each other, open our ears to each other, and give us those words, those good words, so that we can encourage each other because we know that healing always begins with encouragement and help, help us in that way. Uh, we ask you to provide some comfort to those in need right now. And we ask you to give them some sweetness in their, in their hearts. We also want to ask you to help us to uh, remember that gratitude is the greatest of virtues and the parent of all the others. Help us to remember that joy is a conscious choice. So we ask you, ancient ones, to help us to remember that What's eternal is our soul that lives within each and every one of us. And our souls always speak of love, truth, and peace. So we dedicate tonight's show to love, truth, and peace. With that, welcome everyone. Thank you. And so, Nani, uh, why don't we start with you and a little bit about your background. You, you've got a wonderful thing here in Santa Cruz, Barrios Unidos. You've done a lot of healing work on yourself. And, why don't you give us a little backdrop on you? Well, uh, first let me say um, um, it's always an honor to to to, to be at when Honda Bajita. Yes, it goes goes back many many days, and uh, um, I just want to you know just give thanks for for that and <clears throat> the topic tonight about <clears throat> healing and, and healing behind the, the iron cages and mm -hmm. iron you know mm -hmm. walls out there that and. Uh, uh, I was the start out was uh, I was talking to a brother uh, Casper has been over 28 years in prison and I told him that um, I had to leave a little early for this from this powwow to come to La Onda Bajita mm -hmm. he goes La Onda Bajita and it was like a smile that came upon him that he hadn't heard that is it's still it's still alive mm -hmm. he says yeah it's still alive brother and so Casper, I want to bring your name and mm -hmm. your energy into the circle because, you know, being at this uh, and powwow in Soledad Prison was, I don't know, close to a hundred men that are going through this this um, change in their lives. You know, connecting with their culture, connecting with their, their spirit, and to see uh, such a beautiful thing and to have a spark of La Onda. Mm. You know, just just ignite mm -hmm. some energy on on the brother's been down so long. Mm 
You know, I go back to San Quentin when I used to listen to it when I first came in. Right. You know, and so uh, respect to those that have kept La Onda. Yes. You know, and now you're carrying it to another generation yes. of giggles, you know, so uh, honor that. I also want a, a, a monkey and a, and Billy, um, Segura, Losa, Haru, Pumpkin, uh, Junior, and Jody, you know, they all these brothers, they come together to put this event together. And so we, as we left, um, when you leave a prison in the daytime, it's got its noise, different noises. When you leave a prison at night and you walk out, and you walk out to the beat of the drum, the door open to the visiting room, and you can hear it throughout, echo out throughout the buildings. Mm. That even though these are large prisons, you can hear it from one corner to the other. Mm. That's how sacred the drum was tonight. So I wanna uh, mm. uh, start that way, honor mm. those brothers that give me spirit mm-hmm. uh, after going in there, you know, over 20 years of trying to bring some 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 hope, some mm-hmm. some uh, healing and and healing myself also mm-hmm. by their energy. Uh, I think it, it was an incredible um, way to come into tonight. Yeah. So uh, I'll start that way. Nan Alejandra is, you know, uh, my family. Uh, is a migrant farm workers out of Texas. We migrated throughout the the you know, the different states following the crops, uh, and there was a lot of uh, a lot of pain, a lot of suffering through that journey. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, alcohol, drugs, violence. Uh, you know, all that stuff that we take in, and then we sometimes lash it out at others, mm-hmm. or we try to drown ourselves with uh, uh, drugs and mm-hmm. alcohol mm-hmm. and inflict more violence mm-hmm. and not only on ourselves but on, on those that we love and so trying to heal uh, through that path you know going through the madness of the of what I call the madness of the barrio mm-hmm. um, and and then winding up in a war in the Vietnam War that I had no never heard of Vietnam before never heard never had a incident was a Vietnamese they never called me a dirty Mexican or spig mm-hmm. or, 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 or any kind of other name mm-hmm. and here I have to fight this war mm-hmm. and the pain of that and mm-hmm. having to heal from what you he- what you do what you what you hear what you see what you you know experience in those and many of us that came back came back very wounded mm-hmm. those of us that got back yeah. and those brothers that didn't come back. Uh, I uh, always pay uh, honor to them also. Uh, but but learning all that and, and, and trying to deal, uh, drown out those those that pain was was you know uh, putting ourselves in a in a trance. I, that's what I want to call it. I want to call it. I've been in this trance for a long time, hmm. and. Not realizing all the beautiful things that I had around me, mm-hmm. because didn't didn't give it didn't give it that uh, I thought I was running the streets, wanted to create you know just pain on somebody to deal with mine, mm-hmm. um, but only because I didn't understand it, because mm-hmm. I never really wanted to do that. 
started this what I needed to do um, throughout the years you know it's been it's been uh, di- uh, very difficult um, to try to get back to that it was a difficult time um, but I, I also give thanks to all the elders that stayed with I was there to, to, to give us a direction um, and sometimes we took and sometimes we didn't you know but coming to a realization that uh, somehow you have to make that step. You have to be able to get in there and look at what's going on. You keep doing the same thing over and over and over and hurting yourself. What is, what's going on? Mm-hmm. And by opening up, and, and a lot of us have been told, you know, be quiet, suppress it, don't say anything, don't cry, don't do all these things. Mm-hmm. You know, and so to open up that shell is like, you know, who's going to do it? And especially when you got no roadmap, you know, to to to, to get there. Uh, but to through the Creator and and those that are around, uh, being able to to say, you know what, there's another way. Mm-hmm. There's another way we can do this, and being able to find that way uh, through spirituality. Try something different. Have something different. Because really, really, really what it was, I was spiritually bankrupt. I had no, mm-hmm. you know, no, no, no way. Mm-hmm. No way to touch with myself. I didn't know how. Mm-hmm. Um, it took a, 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 one of my brothers uh, that passed on to the spirit world, Walter Guzman, mm-hmm. to take me by the hand and walk me to recovery. Mm-hmm. And and we both, we both walked into the sweat lodge, we walked into ceremony. Mm-hmm. And it was just like a the spiritual awakening mm-hmm. that said, hey, although I had been doing things to try to better our, ourselves and our people, I couldn't, I didn't know how to find the door really. Because mm-hmm. I, I was still, you know, was using drugs and alcohol. And, mm-hmm. But once I, once I was introduced to that and that I was not alone, I was saying, because I had never, growing up with anybody that that had all this work. So going into that and then getting to this point where get recovery and things start to get clear. Mm-hmm. And by the starts to happen. Mm-hmm. Things start to happen. Mm-hmm. People start to believe you. Mm-hmm. People start to do things. And, uh, and today it's, it's a whole different world. It's going on 28 years, clean and soap. You know, um, mm-hmm. the ceremonies, the sweat lodge, the powwows, mm-hmm. the pipe ceremonies, mm-hmm. supporting Sundance, mm-hmm. all those have, have brought spirit to my life mm-hmm. and my family. Mm-hmm. So the, you know, I want to go back to the your post-Vietnam days mm-hmm. and all that which you had to bury coming back and all those other brothers of ours, sisters that had to do the same. Um, I, you know, for myself, I was a conscientious objector and refused to go. Mm-hmm. And it was an interesting backlash I got mm-hmm. <laughs> from, yeah. you know, what kind of man are you, mm-hmm. right? You can't carry a yeah. gun, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I remember I told the Selective Service, I'm not going to go kill a, an innocent woman, an innocent child. I can't do it, you know, put me in jail, but I can't go. And, but I think 
um, what I what I want to come to is that, and I don't know how it is for you, Nani, but it was sort of I always say that uh, gateway to spirituality or to our soul is through our feelings, mm-hmm. and uh, the years it took me to really come into that place, and how much I, you know, want to encourage our younger brothers and sisters, you know, to go into that world of feeling, you know, whatever it is, because somewhere in there you're going to, that that's where the journey begins. And I, I think for, I don't know for you, you know, how it is with you, but for myself, in the times that I've been into the sweat lodge, you know, and they close they close the curtain you know and mm-hmm. you're there in that dark place yeah. right yeah. and then you know the prayers start coming and then all of a sudden you're starting to feel a whole bunch yeah. <laughs> right yeah. and and so you know it's that opening right and so you know how is it that we can when we talk about you know uh, freeing ourselves from behind the iron cage you know how do, how do we how can we find that freedom uh, even knowing that you're locked down because you know we have brothers and sisters that are in lockdown and so maybe part of what we can talk about tonight is finding that that freedom within ourselves and uh, you know what you know what what are some of the steps in that direction how, how do we do that and uh, coming to that awareness coming into the awareness maybe coming into the awareness that you know am I really free within myself mm-hmm. and if I'm not then how do I find that you know where where do I go what you know I want help but you know what do I do you know where, where do I go to find that and Maybe some of that is uh, found in our ability to find those elders again, right? Mm -hmm. Now we're talking about community and how many of us are suffering because of the lack of community, not having those elders, you know, such as you, Nani, you know, to be able to come and say, you know, Uncle, Grandpa, you know, help me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, what have you learned, you know? So... If, if a young man came to you, Nane, you know, in, in that struggle to find themselves or to find that freedom or maybe, you know, uh, deal with some of that pain, maybe they're caring, you know, where would where would you start with them before they're behind the yeah. prison door, before they're locked up in that cage? Because we want to, that's where we want to get to. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I know that's a lot of your work. Yeah. How, how do we prevent you know that path of destruction for that young man that young sister you know mm-hmm. where would where do you start in that or would you what would you say well you know you you, you look uh, at where, where they're at you know and not try to force them anything not try to you know preach to them and mm-hmm. and just listen Okay. Listen to them, yeah. and then once you know wh- where they're at in terms, they wanna um, whether they wanna go forward. Because you know you could talk to someone all day long, and, you know, and 
Mm-hmm. They say yes, 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 but they're not ready. Right. And so I, I, I do something. I always leave the door open. If you're ready, come in. That's all right. If if not, that's all right too. Mm-hmm. But I can't waste my time. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to waste your time. I don't want to waste my time. Mm-hmm. But if you're ready, then this is what we have to do. Mm-hmm. Not that I know it, but this is what I've experienced. Is what I've seen. Mm-hmm. Things that work. Mm-hmm. You, you gotta know who you're hanging out with. You gotta know how all it is. You know, you gotta you know make some adjustments in your life. You know, if, if you know it's 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 a crazy street down there, not that way. Then go around. Even if you have to go around two three blocks, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean you're a coward. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean you're afraid. There you you're go. Just using your your mind, mm-hmm. using your spirit, using using what you can that you have available at that time mm-hmm. to be able to go around it. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, we tell young people all the time, don't do this, don't do that. But we really don't give them the tools. Right. You know, and so, and then we, and, and then when they don't follow through, then what we do is we lock them up. Yep. We punish them. Yep. And, and we all already know that that doesn't work. Mm. So, what I try to do is, is to listen and try to get the best I can. And a lot of times I had to go back to those walls, behind those walls, to ask my brothers inside, what do I say? Mm-hmm. What, what can you, what do you tell your 17-year-old self? Mm-hmm. You know, so that I'm not doing it alone. Mm-hmm. And then at the same time, we're doing two things. We're taking care of asking the, 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 the brothers behind to be part of the healing process. Because mm. you're doing life doesn't mean that you're dead or that you're right. you're never gonna. If you're doing life, you can you can change things. People will listen to you. Today I was talking to uh, uh, a man that had been locked up for 35 years, and the smile in that man was such an incredible healing process. The uh, the, the 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 words of this other brother. Three life sentences. Mm. A young brother. Mm. Three life sentences. And one of the most positive, positive men that I've run into. If I was facing that myself, I would have to ask, well, how would I be? Mm-hmm. I'd be that positive. Mm-hmm. And so we try to be able to use that, the, that knowledge from those individuals that are in the belly of the beast mm-hmm. to help you pull that and, and, and say, a young brother, but if you want to believe me, look what this brother says right here. You know, uh, do you wanna, do you wanna go there? Mm-hmm. And, and and just offer him, and not, and not be not be judgmental. Mm-hmm. But also at the same time, we have to hold him accountable mm-hmm. because you know you don't want to be running right. stuff all the time, huh? Right. And if they're not ready, they're not ready. Yeah. And uh, but what we see is that because they have so many challenges. They have more challenges than you and I at this mm-hmm. age. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, uh, we can say, oh, well, those are old guys, you know, they're not going to do that. But a young guy that's 17, 18, out on the streets facing a lot more than what we were facing before. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so we have to take that into account and not, not down them for that immediately. Mm-hmm. We've already done that. It doesn't work. Mm-hmm. You know, so those are the things that, I, what, what is it, what, what's their interest? What do they want to do? Mm-hmm. And uh, are you ready? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you like art. You like to, you know, music. You like this. You like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. You know, how how are you gonna get there? Mm-hmm. So maybe we can start giving them what uh, 
have accessible or what they are where they're at. Mm-hmm. So it's not Nani or David or mm-hmm. saying, you know, you got to do this, you got to do mm-hmm. this. I always, you know, I always tell you know myself and everybody else that each one of us is born with a gift. Yes, and it's unique. Yeah. It's your thumbprint. There's not none of us have a thumbprint that's the same. Yeah. You know, that's a message from the creator. Yeah. And so that, you know, here we are, you know, and how can we welcome and encourage our young ones into remembering why they were born? Mm-hmm. Because we always say, you come here with a gift. Mm-hmm. You come here to give us something that we don't have and we need it. And it's somewhere in there that maybe, <coughs> excuse me, the, you talk about the arts, the music, you know, it's that creative expression, because that's where the gift is. Yeah. It's, a, it's a creative expression. It's not something you learn in school. You didn't, you weren't born here to go to school to get a diploma. <laughs> you came here with something that we have no idea what it looks like and we need you, mm-hmm. you know, come, come in. And it seems to me that a lot of the alienation that we were seeing, you know, with our younger ones is that, that sense of belonging. Yeah. You, you brought that in, even that brothers behind the bars can belong to the community. That's right. And mm-hmm. so what we're talking about is building these bridges behind the bars and those who are living outside the bars and now actually we need each other mm-hmm. we have something to teach and each so, other and sometimes we are more incarcerated than they are yeah let's talk about that you know because <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, what i what i saw and heard to, uh, tonight mm-hmm. is like a lot of these brothers are free mm-hmm. there was one point in the in the in this ceremony tonight that the drum where the the aim song was on and you could see these brothers just float out of that place mm. it was so powerful and everybody got around the drum you're talking about 100 brothers mm. you know plus the visitors yeah. and and the ceos were just kind of just amazed at what was going on mm. and you know that it was only them in that room because you could hear the sound throughout the prison so there's a lot of people in those cells getting medicine, Yeah, you know? And so when you tell those stories to, to young people and say, look, this is, this is going on right now because they look up to them. Mm-hmm. And we can say, if, if you're looking up to these brothers right here and this is what they're doing, mm-hmm. you know, imagine what you could do now mm-hmm. if you started now, you know? And that's, that's I think that's where a lot of um, the, um, the teachings come in that also also for us as adults we have failed our young people That's and right. a lot of times we don't want to admit that right. you know we, we uh, for those of us that are doing this work you know uh, right on but there's a lot of adults that have just turned their packs on mm-hmm. there's a lot of individuals that started the madness that just kind of walked away mm-hmm. and left them without no instructions Mm-hmm. So it created chaos, mm-hmm. whatever they thought. Mm-hmm. And, and not that they don't have a, a, a purpose for it. It's just that when, whenever we're hurting somebody, we really have to check that out. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, I think this is where 
the 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 healing and and being able to uh, see how we relate to each other and how we use certain medicine because not everybody follows this this way huh? right and right. so everybody's got their own way and we need to have respect for each each other's mm -hmm. uh, spiritual uh, spirituality and, mm -hmm. and and culture and so, so we respect that mm -hmm. uh, and a lot of times those religious is getting conflict mm -hmm. and confuse young people too mm -hmm. so we have to hold ourselves accountable to that yeah and mm -hmm. so the, <clears throat> we've been talking about medicine tonight and uh, I want to really be clear with everybody that we're not talking about Western medicine no. we're not talking about pharmaceutical drugs what we're talking about when we speak in medicine terms from <clears throat> an indigenous language we're talking about the things that the creator spirit whatever word you want to use that comes to us through what we call prayer what we what we call ceremony and you were talking about you know the the drum and the power of that medicine and the singing in that and so what we're uh, really uh, talking about tonight in, in that place of finding our own freedom or uh, within the cell or outside the cell is uh, the, the necessity for a spiritual practice for lack of a better word mm -hmm. and coming through ceremony coming through ritual whether it be sweat lodge whether it be fasting whether it be greeting the sunrise but some ceremony where you're really acknowledging uh, a power that's greater than yourself and in its absence um, as far as indigenous peoples we're really not sure how you can survive mm -hmm. there you know it's been it's an ancestral teaching right it's always has been always will be and so you know how can we uh, encourage not only each other but how can we encourage our young ones the necessity for that spiritual practice mm -hmm. and how it not only you know feeds yourself but feeds the family helps you stay in that good way and so with that I want to just <clears throat> remind everyone that this is La Onda Bajita this is uh, David Kukla and Giggles with Nani Alejandra Badushinitos here in Santa Cruz uh, we'll be right back there's going to be a little station break and we'll continue this healing journey here tonight so this is your homegirl Giggles, AKA Sandra. You're tuned in to La Onda Bajita. We're here with David Cucula and Nane from Barrios Unidos. We're talking about healing. The theme is healing from behind the iron cage. Mm -hmm. And so you've been doing a lot of work with prisoners, Nane. Yes. Mm -hmm. And uh, one thing that I do want to say is thank you, mm -hmm. of course. And um, it means a lot to us at La Onda because through the years that I've been there, um, the prisoners, are something that always comes up when we talk about our purpose, mm -hmm. why we're here, yeah. because it's grassroots, you know, it's unfunded, and we're there because we are dedicated. And so um, we want to send our love and our strength to all the listeners that are still listening and to the ones that are behind bars. We're still here for you. 
And I'm grateful for people like you that step in behind those walls. Because one thing that I will say, you know, some people get it mixed up sometimes when we talk about prisoners, you know, why, why do you want to help prisoners? Why do you want to help criminals and things of that sort? But you know, um, like you said, sometimes the adults, the grown-ups, haven't um, haven't stopped to look and address the issue that's going to keep going if it's not addressed. And we're not talking about the criminals and the murderers and the people that that have done absolute evil. I'm talking about the people that made mistakes and the people that uh, didn't have the outlet and that ended up there because of a system that just kind of stamps them and moves on. You know, so. That's why I'm glad that we're all here mm. and they mm. do matter. For mm. those of you that are listening, that are behind that wall, you do matter. Mm. And if you want to know why you matter, well, the list is endless. But I'll say one of those reasons is, is that you are fundamental in the lives of the next generation. Mm. Not just because of your own experience, but because, like you say, whoever your creator is, you know, mm. our creator, mm. you belong to us. Mm-hmm. So your mistakes, regardless of what they may have been, um, there's a lot that we and the next generations can benefit from just by you sharing that or maybe becoming aware of the fact that you are an asset to the next generation. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Regardless of um, however things may have happened, if you're aware of the fact that it was a mistake mm-hmm. or that it could have been different, well, that says a lot and we can work with that. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. you have medicine too. Yeah, thank you. You know, I uh, always say, uh, uh, Sandy, that we're the walking wounded. Mm-hmm. And whether you're uh, because of circumstance, you're behind the bars, or maybe because of circumstance, you're not, that we are bound by our woundedness. And that uh, for those of you behind the bars, I know that uh, my belief system is that the Creator said that there is something to be learned. And uh, we always say, you know, I worked a long time with Bruce uh, Elijah, a medicine man from the Oneida clan of the Uruguay Confederation. He said, the most powerful prayer is that prayer for understanding. Help me to understand. And so that understanding, regardless of where you're sitting tonight, there's something there for you. Mm -hmm. Help me to understand why I am sitting where I'm sitting, you know. Mm -hmm. Why, what, what is it? And if I can understand why I'm sitting here, I can become a better man. I can become a better woman, regardless of circumstance, regardless of situation. And I I believe that's the real, the power in prayer, that I always say that uh, I'm not going to let anyone take from me the joy that I feel, Mm -hmm. regardless of situation, circumstance, or personality. And so it's really what I'm talking about tonight is owning that which lives within you, which is to me what I call your soul. And that soul is, was born perfect, was not born flawed, is still perfect, and always will be. It's eternal, and we all share that. And it belongs to the Creator. 
And I always say that in that place that each one of us has, we have that place within us that lives in love, lives in truth, lives in peace. Can we find it? What's keeping, what are my barriers? What are my internal barriers? And so regardless of where you're sitting today, you can say, what's keeping me from finding peace today? And you're speaking about that one brother of yours that's got three life sentences and still living in that place of his soul, of that internal gift from the Creator. And how, what, how, how do we do that? You know, that's sort of the mystery, if you will. And uh, I believe that Again, the beginning place for all of us and some of the prison work I've done, Nani, is uh, meeting those brothers at that emotional level. That's right. And usually in, in meeting uh, them there first, uh, if they haven't really lifted the can off the lid mm -hmm. or the lid off the can, right? They're sort of numb, right? But usually that first reaction is rage. And the work that we do in those healing circles within prison when I was working in Folsom is meeting those brothers there at that place of rage. Mm -hmm. Because usually they've been abused, usually they've been abandoned, usually they've been a victim of some kind of violence themselves. So it's a tape that was put on them, but not something they were born with. And so it's us all needing to understand that regardless of where you are, rehabilitation lives in this world. And whether, you know, you got a life sentence or whether you're walking down the streets free, we're still, you talked about accountability. We need to be account accountable to each other. And how do we share in that sweetness of life? You know, how do we share in that goodness? How do we come together as a village? Yeah. And so <clears throat> when we're talking about healing, you know, we want to remember that in an indigenous way, <clears throat> we're not talking about uh, a singular thing, but we're talking about the body. We're talking about the mind. We're talking about the heart. And we're also talking about the spirit. And so regardless of situation, those are the four little individual elements that you need to look at. How am I taking care of my body? You know, there's a physical element of it. And then there's the mind. Where is my mindset? Am I always seeing the bad in life? You know, I'm always seeing, you know, what I don't have. <laughs> And so that, you know, there's the mental check-in. And, you know, there's, okay, there's some work there. The heart, well, the heart is your, your spirit, your emotions. What am I feeling? And I know when I started my healing journey, if you asked me what I was feeling, I couldn't tell you. A numb. And I remember back in my early 20s, you know, my uh, former wife said to me one day, Jesus, you're depressed. <laughs> and I looked at her, I said, what do you mean I'm depressed, right? 
And Jesus, I went, wow. Like, you know, I was like, yeah. like not me. <laughs> not me. Yeah. <laughs> uh -uh. No. I'm fine, right? Yeah. F I N E, <laughs> right? That's all I knew. And then, you know, maybe about two, three months down the road, I remember waking up one day mm -hmm. and I went, Jesus, you know, I'm depressed. Yeah. <laughs> you know, right? Yeah. I opened, you know, I was like, holy, you know, now what do I do? Mm -hmm. Right? And I, I, I was a lost, I was a lost little chicken. You know, I didn't have no t tools to deal with that because on a certain level from us as men, you know, feelings, you know, that's the first thing you block out. Mm-mm, men don't cry, right? Mm-mm, men don't feel, mm-mm, right? And so just from, from our side of the fence, you know, that was for me to open into that world of my feelings was huge and it wasn't fun. You know, and, and you know, I always tell people, you know, opening that door, you know, the ghosts, you know, the demons are going to come flying because you're going to start seeing things that you never, you never felt before. And so be, in other words, if you really want to walk into the world of healing, beware. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's the first thing I want to tell you. Beware. Because the first thing you're going to walk into is something you're not very comfortable with. You're going to feel very strange and you, a lot of people, I don't know if I'm going to make it through, mm -hmm. right? But there's no shortcut. There's no detour. And so then I, that's where I always tell people when you walk into the, the emotional world, make sure you got some seasoned logs with you. Yeah. Someone like Nani, you know, someone who's been there before so that they can help walk you through it. Not so much around it, but you have to walk through that emotional world. We always say, you know, you walk into the through the darkness into the light. You know that brother that you're talking about that that life or carrying that light. Well, he done some work to get there, and I know that. For that, I honor him. Mm -hmm. I want to honor him today, and I, you know, for myself, I'm still on that journey. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not there. You know, and I, I have deep respect for him to be able to come to that place. Mm -hmm. and I know the ceremonies that you talked about are necessary. You that know, drumbeat. that drumbeat. That connects with the heart. The, here tonight, you know, Nani brought us some sage and the eagle feather and we all washed our spirits. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. it's realizing that our bodies are just the container for the temple that lives within us, mm -hmm. you know, the spirit that lives within us. You know, someone said to me, or I was reading, 99% of this journey is spiritual, 1% is physical. So yeah. where's your focus? And if it's a spiritual journey, then how do you define that? And I know that uh, for, for myself, as much as I understand it, it's about giving. And uh, that in the giving we receive. Yes, and so, Nani, I, you know, I, I can see that here at Barrios Unidos. You know, that's what you've given your life to. And thank you, thank you for that mm -hmm. gift. It encourages me. Mm -hmm. It helps me. And so. Yeah. Thank you for taking that drumbeat in there because of the connections too. So, like the drumbeat connects to the heart, which connects to the emotion. And speaking of rehabilitation, uh, 
being anywhere and being a part of healing. I think one of the things that, that prison does to men is it takes away that emotion, right? They either heal or they harden. You know, that's what I've seen or from the men that I've known. They either heal or they harden. And it's, um, I think like just the way that they desensitize them, like how you go in there, like color is taken away, you know, like color mm -hmm. or even the smell. See how we have this pleasant sage smell. Yeah. It changes things, mm -hmm. you know, so the smell in there, yeah. um, the texture of yeah. things or something as valuable as love, mm -hmm. like women, you know, like yeah. your love to be separated from your love, your children, mm -hmm. your mother, your siblings, you know, that that mm -hmm. is um, how do you react to that? You know, someone could just build that wall real quick, shut down, close up, and uh, how long is it going to take before they tear down to be able to tap in and start that healing process? Do they even know that they can heal while they're in there? Have they even thought about that? Mm -hmm. you know, so I'm glad that we're even opening up this conversation mm -hmm. because it matters to each of us on a similar but yet different level. Right. You know. You know, and, and one of the things we've been we've been talking about the men in, in the prison, uh, and I think. In a lot of ways, it's it, the women have it much harder because uh, the women have a lot less programs in the institutions mm. and get a lot less visits uh, mm. in the institutions. When you go to a men's prison on a even Saturday or Sunday, the visiting room is full. Mm. When you go to a women's prison, you only have a, f a few, uh -huh. three or four oh. women visiting mm. because their ties are cut off from the family. The woman will stand and wait for the man or, or, or for her man. Or, mm -hmm. the, the men don't do that, mm -hmm. you know, or locked up themselves. Mm -hmm. They don't get that. <laughs> and then the family uh, puts a little bit more more negative weight on the woman being locked up. Mm -hmm. So uh, the sisters are left without, you know, that they have to form their own family within. And, and to bring this this, this healing process. Mm -hmm. So when we talk about <clears throat> because the women's spirit was in the was in the, the iron cage, that's a whole different monster that you know that just yeah. it's so suppressed mm -hmm. that when you have women being sterilized uh, mm -hmm. and, and you know without them their consent, you know, mm -hmm. and not agreeing to, uh, uh, you you have all these. Emotions. Women are locked up in the security housing units. Nobody goes to see them. Nobody reaches out to them. You know, it's a lot of, lot of pain that it needs to take care of. Mm -hmm. And so, <clears throat> through uh, doing this kind of work, uh, when 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 uh, when we get to those places, when we get those letters, it's a blessing. It's you know, people reaching out to us, mm -hmm. but saying, hey, you know. Uh, we need some. We need some. We need some some connection. Mm. You know, uh, one of the things that we do is we try when we go in there we try to give them a, a, a good hug because they they haven't been hugged in a long time. And hugs are good for people. Mm. You know, uh, touching mm. people don't have not experience not touching another human being for for years mm. unless you're getting beat down. Mm. You know? mm. And so those things when when people are released from those conditions, they're still coming back to, to you know, young ones and families and neighborhoods. And so how do we expect to have a better society if we're not given that medicine at that point? Mm -hmm. I think that's a very critical, whether it's juvenile hall facilities, county jails, 
or prisons or mental institutions or wherever it is mm -hmm. that we need to provide you know that connection that outlet to positive people to mm -hmm. go on in there uh, yesterday we had uh, three speakers that went into Soledad prison one of them had done 21 years in prison the other one had done a bunch of years and uh, the, the third one had also done six years and we walked into the hallway from the outside to the hallway they immediately said that smell doesn't go away the smell uh, that they had you know had been around with for years and years immediately they recognized it mm. You know, and it was like, whoa, it was like something hit them in, in their face. Mm -hmm. You know, even though they had been out for quite a few years now, it had, you know, it had left. Mm -hmm. And, but the message that they brought in, that, that taking what you said about who you are, mm -hmm. mind, body, and soul, mm -hmm. and being able to take care of that, now they've been able to walk in and walk out, mm -hmm. deliver that message. Mm -hmm. And, and, and Again, it, it comes in many ways. It comes through the church or the ceremonies or the mm -hmm. uh, uh, whatever works for individuals. Mm -hmm. And the young people are watching us. Mm -hmm. They're watching us. Yeah, mm -hmm. they're listening. They're listening. They're you know yeah. they're looking at what <clears throat> what is it that we're mm -hmm. directed? What's mm -hmm. the formula? What's the formula here? Mm -hmm. Who's who's uh, um, Who's, who's, who's got it? And then, mm -hmm. you know, we're competing against technology, we're competing against all this, you know, media stuff. So these ways are almost a lot more forgotten. Yeah. So we have to, we yeah. have to get them back. We have to have these powwows. We have to have the, these mm -hmm. ceremonies. Mm -hmm. um, so when we surrender our, our and speaking for myself, when, uh, when I, allowed to uh, people to help me heal mm -hmm. you know it's like okay I, I allow someone to touch me mm -hmm. without me feeling that it's got to be something else mm -hmm. you know uh, allow for me to say hey you know what I'm hurting mm -hmm. and if, yeah if, if, if I'm, I'm holding tons of bricks out here mm -hmm. you know someone comes and helps you with that mm -hmm. that's a that's a, you know uh, that's a new it's an old thing but it's a new thing Mm -hmm. Because uh, I know a lot of men they won't they won't allow themselves to be yeah. touched. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And I was I was I was thinking that man, if if uh, if we could have that kind of healing inside the institution, of course, you know, it's got to be you know um, uh, done in a way where you know. But there's people ready for that. Mm -hmm. You know, to to go the, mm -hmm. the extra step that it takes inside mm -hmm. the facility. It's 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 changing the mind of those that control those those institutions because they're in a, in their own pain of mm. greed and mm. money and all these mm. uh, uh, things that they 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 don't create heal mm. mm. you know suppress you control know, control mm -hmm. letting go of that control mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know if you allow people to express themselves and, mm -hmm. and dance and, and hold hands right you know hold hands in the visiting room uh, mm -hmm. you know embrace kissing you know it's like, right. that emotion that emotion it you know it changes uh, mm -hmm. you know it's it's been it's been documented that, yeah. that all that touching helps yeah you know? and then and then what what, what we uh, <laughs> what we're learning in terms of Mother Nature, what it's given us, mm. the plants that it's given us mm. to be able to heal ourselves. Yeah.
Yeah, it's the <clears throat> the traditional healers uh, form here that you know we're promoting here at Loana Vejita is talking exactly you know what you're bringing forward, Nane, and that's the traditional ways that been carried on for thousands of years, mm -hmm. but in our uh, postmodern culture. Uh, being diminished or uh, thought of as old-fashioned, if you will, or out of date, if you will, or not hip, if you will. There's all sorts of different little, you know, labels that they've put on uh, this ancient wisdom. I'm, mm -hmm. I call it wisdom. And I say it's wisdom because, for one, it's uh, survived the test of time. Mm -hmm. In other words, time can't kill it. It's one mm -hmm. thing time will not destroy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it will go beyond our lives and it will still be here regardless. And so that what we uh, want to bring forward to everybody is uh, trying to preserve and hold on to these ancient teachings because we've lost a lot. Mm -hmm. And we say, uh, you know, in one of the teachings that have been passed down to us, they say, what you don't use, you will lose. And in a lot of, in the plant world, in the herb medicine world, we've lost a lot of plants. We've lost a lot of herb medicines. Mm -hmm. And, but it's not just the herb medicines we're talking about, but we're also talking about the teachings that you're talking about, Nani, is about that sense of being able to, you know, that, that what's passed on with yeah. touch. Mm -hmm. And um, that being taught, you know, looking into each other's eyes and seeing the goodness in each other versus what we see today with the headphones and the earplugs and everybody walking down the street and no one even looking at each mm -hmm. other anymore, mm -hmm. right? That's right. We don't even look into each other's yeah, eyes anymore. True. You know, it's like, what what kind of aliens are we building here, right? Mm -hmm. Huh? Like and, we're afraid of each other. Yeah, yeah, and so it's sort of like technology is creating this alienation on a certain level, as much as it's bringing gifts. I mean, my God, look at the what we got here in the studio tonight, yeah. right? Yeah. But where, you know, there's that old yes, teaching. Yeah, yeah, there's that old teaching where the elders will take a new, uh, something wants, somebody wants to bring something new into the village, the elders will say, hmm, what's that going to be like seven generations from now yeah. before we allow it in? And so it wasn't just a marketing scheme it wasn't just the latest you know what uh, fi i5s now i5 you know whatever the iphone next one is you know they're not even thinking about what how's this going to affect our community right how's this going to affect our our young ones is is this really a good thing to do i mean look at all the video games my god have you seen the video games our young ones are doing you know what the movies that have come out you know what are the big money makers you know they're all violence it's all annihilation what's our fascination with annihilation you know what 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 are we doing what are we teaching our young ones 
You know, you, you bring out a movie about kindness and goodness, it ain't going to make it much money. Make money. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't going to be a bestseller, I'll tell you, right? That's right. And so, you know, we're a little bit at odds, uh, you know, if that's the right word, Nani, I'm not sure if that's, you know, but we're, there's a certain friction, maybe that's a better word, between the indigenous teachings and our postmodern culture. And, uh, in our indigenous ways, we say, you know, you only take what you need, mm -hmm. right? And postmodern is, how much can I accumulate? <laughs> and so we, there's a different psychology. There's, you know, there's a different philosophy that's we're, we're sort of dealing with here tonight. And I, I think part of the byproduct of what we're talking about is our penal system, how we punish mm -hmm. versus how do we heal? Yeah. Because indigenous people do not know punish. It's not, our, it's not a word in our language. We wanna know what's it gonna to take to make you a better person mm -hmm. because we know you have it. So we're not interested in punishment. We're interested in boundaries, but not life, life terms, not life sentences. And so again, here, you know, we're a little bit at odds and I'm sure the National Security Agency is listening to this conversation and putting us on notice, you know what I mean? Because they, they're not really interested in where we're coming from, but we, you know, we we will continue on you know there's no stopping us it's those of us who really walk into that what i'm going to call you know that indigenous soul that we all have regardless of culture i don't care what color your skin is you know our bones are white and our blood is red <laughs> we all have that indigenous soul within us and when we come back to that place we know that the creator brought us here to learn how to live in respect to what I always say, our first mother, which is Earth. Mm -hmm. That's right. And, and treat her in that good way. And then the second thing she teaches us is, you know, how, one, how to live our life purpose, right? To find that goodness within ourselves. And then the next thing she says, how to, how to live in family, how to live in community, which is, a you know, a, a whole nother process. And regardless of where you are, it can be, behind a you know iron cage you know there's community there's village there right yeah. a big community big, right there big big, big communities. yeah <laughs> too uh, many <laughs> too many communities there yeah so anyway this is uh david kukula on laona bahita with uh, nani alejandra at Parish unidos here in santa cruz and of course our beloved giggles yes here in the house with the people sharing the spirit of aslan trying to find healing for um, not just prisoners behind walls, but those of you that are prisoners of your own minds or your own burdens and just ways to evolve and find your purpose and feed it and help others to heal as well. And so with that, we got a very lovely young lady with us tonight, Carrie, and she's gonna come in and she's gonna bring some, some music to our souls. So welcome, Carrie. Mm -hmm.
Thank you. We're so happy to have you here tonight. Thank you. It's a yeah. pleasure to be here. Yeah, brave of you. Huh? <laughs> yeah, I'm working on it. Thank you. <laughs> Do you want to? Yeah, she's got it. So go ahead. Uh, okay. So I just sort of chose a, a, a classic. You know, it's kind of been a journey finding um, the place within myself to come up with originals and, and how does that process work? Finding the right musicians and production. So that's a whole story in itself. But um, mm -hmm. I just chose an old classic. So uh, Willow Weep for Me mm. is something that I chose today. So. Well, thank you. Thank you for the courage. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, Willow Weep for Me. Willow Weep for Me. Bend your branches down along the ground and cover me. Listen to my plea. Hear me, willow, and weep for me. Gone, my lovely dream. Lovely summer dreams Gone and left me here To weep my tears along the stream As sad as I can be Hear me willow and weep for me Whisper to the wind and say that love has sinned To leave my heart a-sighing and crying all alone Murmur to the night to hide the starry light So none will find me sighing and crying all alone Weep in willow tree Weep in sympathy Bend your branches down along the ground and cover me Listen to my plea Hear me, Willow, and weep me. Our sweet Carrie. That was lovely. Oh, lovely. Soulful. And so this is the top of the hour. We're going to take a little music or a little station break yes. and then be right back. This we'll is right David Kukula on the traditional healers from the four corners of the world with giggles on La Onda Bahita and Nani Alejandra, Barrios Unidos. Be right back. Stay tuned. We're going to talk about healing your soul. This is your homegirl Giggles, a.k.a. Sandra Lemos on La Onda Bajita. We're here with David Kukula. We are talking about healing. And uh, we had Nane 
from Barrios Unidos with us for the first hour. And now we have someone else from Barrios Unidos. Your name is Ruby? That is correct. All right, Ruby, welcome to La Onda. Thank you for having me here. I'm very honored to be at this table. (laughs) Awesome. So tell us about yourself. What do you do with Barrios Unidos? Um, Well, I am a practicing massage therapist and I came to Barrios Unidos through my school to do outreach and just give care to the staff members Mm. and then after that I just, you know, found love with the space and Mm. I'm a painter as well and so just bringing that art and social justice together really resonated with me and the people here, they're on the front lines, Mm -hmm. like working, you know, in the prisons and and I just wanted to give them care, allow them to know that they are deserving of relaxation Mm -hmm. and being free of pain, that they don't need to carry on what they, you know, when they go into the prisons, Mm -hmm. they, you know, there's a lot of transfer energy. Mm transference energy and so I just wanted to let them know like hey there's someone else that cares about you too <laughs> so sweet yeah to think of that you know I had even I um, missed that too that's true there's a lot of stress a lot of energy being transferred and you know all these people that, that are putting in work you're right they mm-hmm. need they need to relax yeah take a load off yeah and just what Nani said earlier about you know the touch is so healing mm-hmm. and um, many of us we grew up with unhealthy touch and mm-hmm. so I'm all about like sharing like what healthy touch looks like feels like and so mm-hmm. you know it's just like we need to heal ourselves in order for us to emanate more love towards the people we're working with mm-hmm. so you know self-care you know it's a it's a social justice act it's subversive you know and uh, and it's a decolonizing act and I am a person of South Indian background and definitely have felt that you know my family um, got disconnected from their healing roots hmm. and including massage um, the healthy touch and so it's just you know it's just a path like remembering returning back to our core mm-hmm. and um, and what better way but then to like get pure oxygen back into our body and circulation and having our lymph and lymphatic system working at its prime you know <laughs> like and with massage it helps with like detoxifying our body releasing what doesn't serve us anymore and and making room for what does and mm-hmm. making space and length and alignment and so so let yeah. me ask you Ruby, what what brought you into the healing world what what was your turning point? Um, I just had it with being angry and depressed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just really felt I was um, self-sabotaging relationships, you know, mm-hmm. pushing away people who loved me mm-hmm. um, because I wasn't stepping up to love myself. and. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you know, I just how did you turn that around? So many ways. Um, I I I definitely experienced being institutionalized um, into mental ward, and that was a big shock because hmm. you know I just never thought I was. I was having a bad day, you know. Mm-hmm. So many of us have bad days, right? And then when we let when we don't have a good outlet to let go of that energy that's so built up, mm-hmm. then people on the outside think we're crazy, mm. you know? And it's really just like, you know, I, I'm, I'm a person in context. We're not just growing up in vacuums. 
<laughs> and so that was, and then, um, but really I, I, I met a spiritual leader here in Santa Cruz um, who leads Inner Light Ministries, Rev D. And so just going to her space um, of healing and learning about spiritual principles allowed me to reconnect with the things that I grew up. I grew up very, um, with many ceremonies and rituals. I grew up Hindu. Hmm. Um, my family would summon the energy of the ocean and hmm. to lead them to, you know, back to their core. Hmm. And... Um, I grew up in America and, you know, like Nani said too, sometimes many of us are incarcerated on the outside mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, just re just learning how to unpack all of that, going to college and learning about racial construction, social constructions, gender constructions, like all these boxes mm -hmm. that limit our expression of ourselves and really like all those expressions are our healing. Hmm. or different ways to channel it you know mm -hmm. speaking of institutions and emotions and having bad days you know um, and speaking of prisons like Nana was talking about the, the women in prison you know like um, there's so many women that are in there um, you know like men you know the majority of it is um, is uh, drug related right you know the, the, the population in prison somehow drug related it's like the major thing that why the reason why they're in there but for women it's emotional It'll be like um, crimes of passion hmm. and rage, you know, and um, it's interesting how he says that, you know, like um, their their visits, you know, the men won't stand by them. And usually a lot of the, or at least the ones that I've known, like speaking of personal experience, uh, a lot of the women I know, they're in there because of um, mishandling their passion, you hmm. know, letting it turn into rage mm -hmm. because emotion is alive. It's a live energy. Mm -hmm. Passion is a live energy, you know, mm -hmm. and how, where will it go? Where, what will you do with it? You know, mm -hmm. it's constantly transforming, it's growing, it, it throbs, mm -hmm. you know, passion mm -hmm. throbs. So what do you do with it and how do you mm -hmm. channel it? And uh, after you had your experience and you um, had your bad day and everything, how did you, what, what was it, what, what was one of the practices that helped you heal yourself as you were going through that practice? Is there something that you did that maybe people listening can do that'll just help them, um, maybe like some points like on their body they can help defuse some stress with or some breathing exercises? What do you recommend to just help somebody that's just trying to get started? Yeah, in that, in that time of um, apprehension or doubt or teetering, mm. Um, really, yeah, if you can bring yourself back to your breath and, you know, that's something that's, that we have control over, you know, if we put our mind to it. Um, uh, sometimes just dropping to your knees, you know, surrendering, succumbing to something, like you said, like that's greater than ourselves, you know, and just releasing that egoic self that wants to control and take reign of the situation. Um, I mean, really, there's just different, you know, it, it depends on like what resonates with you the most. You know, for me, I, I resonated with drawing. I just retreated with like getting those values, you know? <laughs> and I, in, here in Bodies, we see the so much artistic visual art comes through mm. these inmates and it's like, yeah, we are artists. That's who we are. And, you know, it carries voice. It's like, um, we're just, things are coming through our pores mm -hmm. and it's just allowing what resonates with you the most to, you know, entrust that and go with that. 
Um, as for like points on your body, I mean, self, like just embracing yourself, hugging mm -hmm. yourself. If you don't have anyone else to hug, I know in, in prison, they don't let you do that, you know, because they're afraid that contraband is going to be, mm -hmm. you know, like um, exchanged and whatnot. And it's like, you know, it's just like, yeah, hug yourself, you know, touch your heart, hmm. feel it beating, you know, there's, um, yeah, just, just, there's so many small, simple things. And I think we get, um, we miss that when we're so um, caught up with our technology and our iPhones and video games and Netflix or whatever. I know I'm a victim of that. <laughs> like I, I contribute yeah. to that. Aren't we all? Yeah, but, um, and I know that, you know, um, there's certain things that feed my soul and that is healing myself, receiving body work, giving to others, you know, stepping out of my, my head and and see, seeing that this world needs the earth is crying out for love and justice and just you know and doing the little things that bring you there um i know we all want to be recognized and seen and witnessed and heard and and those can be fulfilled in very simplistic ways i'd like to uh, bring up the issue of anger. You're talking giggles about passion, mm -hmm. crimes of passion, mm -hmm. right? And uh, my experience in working with over the many years with clients is the anger and the rage. Mm. How do we deal with that? What's a healthy way to deal with that? Because a lot of what we're seeing, you know, in, in the in the jails, right, uh, are those crimes of passion, right? And we know that domestic violence is top on the charts, mm -hmm. right? And so, how do we how do we deal with that? You know, I know. Uh, women have their own issues with that especially when a man expresses his anger how a woman uh, reacts to that what uh from the woman's side of the fence you know what's how do we deal with this issue of rage and anger it's real mm -hmm. and you know what's a give us a healing perspective of that how would, how would you respond to that giggles um i definitely think um expression is important right mm -hmm. uh, it's beautiful to see art mm -hmm. but sometimes um be it just verbal be it just verbal don't sit there and um, hold it in because then it builds up right it's like that teapot right? it keeps going and going and going it'll eventually blow so i think if you let it out and if you're allowed to let it out you know, um, maybe in, in your situation, speaking of domestic violence, you're told to be quiet, to not say anything. You know, um, I think finding a way to say something anyway, mm -hmm. even if you're not going to speak to that person, maybe you can just speak in general, you know, just say, hey, you know what, this isn't right or this is wrong because um, that rage is a reaction and mm -hmm. I think it um, mm -hmm. it's it's so big it's rage because it's something you're passionate about your relationship so finding a way to to let that out before it gets there mm -hmm. and then recognizing maybe what is that what does that feel like when it's starting to get there you know does um 
does your body temperature rise? You know, like the symptoms, like that. You need to learn to learn to diagnose what you're going through. You know, it doesn't always have to be the flu. You know, it's not just flu symptoms here. You know, there's other symptoms to other illnesses, like um, like this uh, sad sickness or rage, hate. You know, that turns mm-hmm. into violence. Like mm-hmm. this, this thing mm-hmm. that just kind of starts to become its own life form. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say definitely just express it. You know, it doesn't have to be loud. And it doesn't have to be um, come out however you want to construct it, but let it out. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's something that I would say because uh, the times that I haven't let it out, mm-hmm. it can definitely grow mm-hmm. and turn into something that um, that is uh, it's out of my control now. Mm-hmm. You know, so and I see that like with the with the women that I know that have been in prison for crimes of passion, um, it's it just kind of something that kind of stirred up and stirred up and stirred up and a lot of the time it was an accident because there was no control over it because it just just happened and it snowballed and, and now they're spending a couple of decades in there without their children you know without the man that they're in there behind bars mm. for so I guess finding a way to express you know and um, and um, and listening to yourself Sometimes the problem feels this big, and it's really not until you say it out loud. And you hear yeah. yourself say it. You know, hear yourself say, it. "You're like, why am I even worried about that?" Right. You know, I just think expression is is good, and if it's artistic, it's beautiful. But if all you have is a way to say it, sing it out, whatever, however you let it out, let it be. Mm. And so it is. Mm. What what I've uh, seen and experience for you know within myself is that usually when I get to that place of a situation happens and I it, it triggers something in me right there's a button gets pushed right, right? and what I've, I've seen in my you know my healing journeys when it gets pushed it's usually not the situ current situation that's really igniting me but it's an old memory, mm-hmm. it's an old tape. And so uh, in, in that healing journey, we always say that anger and that rage is just the lid on the can of some deeper emotions. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we always remind uh, our brothers and sisters that that anger is just almost the invitation in to something deeper into a wound into some unfinished business Mm -hmm. that you haven't taken care of Mm -hmm. and usually when you walk into it if you walk far enough into it you'll come to that place of grief Mm -hmm. because it's in grief that usually it's in those tears those unshedded tears that we heal Mm -hmm. And so it's about being able to recognize and acknowledge the anger as only a signpost into something that's deeper within me. Mm -hmm. And so that it's not reacting to it, but almost seeing it as welcoming. Mm It's like rage is a door. Uh, yeah. It swings open. It yeah. doesn't open. It yeah. like blows open. open. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. And and so it's sort of maybe having those tools 
to understanding what a lot of these emotions are because a lot I know as a as a young man I was never told any of these things I was never no one ever told me that anger was an invitation into something deeper right <laughs> that it was actually something that's necessary and right. you I want you to feel it and come on let's go out to the back let's 40 and <laughs> yeah let's take a you know create of tomatoes and you throw them against the barn door you know you get that stuff out young man right mm -hmm. huh and so it's about us coming into a healthier relationship to these and it's uh, for us as men it's about my young brothers needing that grandpa that can take them out to the back 40 and let them get it out you know and for you as women you having your ways to get your things out mm -hmm. because they're different you know as much as we talk about equality and needing, you know, equal things. We're different. Mm -hmm. Men do it a different way. And a lot of ways that we do it, it would scare the heck out of you ladies. But we as men have that capacity to, we understand it. Mm -hmm. It's different. And there's no right or wrong to it and no better or worse. But it's about understanding that, you know, for you brothers and sisters out there, those feelings that you got, they... You know, we, we need to welcome them. You know, we got to open our hearts to them and we got to find a healthy way mm -hmm. yeah. to experience them versus violent. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then when we finally come to that place of our tears, because I've, I've seen it in the work of all of my men's circles, man, when, when a brother finally gets to those tears, man, it's just... Talk about a meltdown, talk about a release, and talk about a healing. Mm -hmm. now, it's just, it's almost like those tears bring us back home. Mm -hmm. Those unshed tears. And so, you know, maybe maybe a lot of what we're dealing with today and what we're seeing out there is those unshed tears. Yeah. You, you know, know how sometimes when I think of that, uh, when I think of that scene of like a, a spirit, be it a man or a woman, but when they have that breaking moment and those tears fall, yeah. I think it is necessary because it's almost like that soil they're standing on yeah. right in their mind and their soul. It's being watered so it's softened. So yeah. now when they stand on it, they're not standing on just a solid piece of ground that they're not a part mm -hmm. of. Now the, the soil has been, it's wet now, you yeah, know, it's it been watered with tears, yeah. right? And now they can stick their feet into it and, yeah. and they're they're a little more firmly planted. You know, yeah. we're, we're somewhere now and yeah. so we can start here. Yeah. You know, so that when that wind pushes, you're, you're standing firmer, Definitely. you know, you sink in and it's only because of your own tears that you were able to really mm -hmm. um, become one with that ground that you're standing on. Yeah. Yeah. We can sort of see it as, you know, when we experience the rain, you know, when the rain comes down and on that hardened dirt, on that hardened earth, and she softens it, mm -hmm. right? And so we can see our tears as the same thing within ourselves. Mother Earth is our teacher. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All we have to do is look and she'll, she'll teach us. When we look at that rain, that those sacred drops, we can realize that my tears are the same as that rain. Mm -hmm. And that's a way of softening my earth, mm -hmm. my soil, because we all, we, we have it within ourselves. Mm -hmm. You know, there's that fertile land within ourselves that we've been talking about, which I call your soul. Mm -hmm. And when we uh, can give it what it needs, mm 
give give her because I always say you know the spirituality or the soul is feminine you know and when we give her what she needs we'll live a life of like Nani was saying earlier that that brother that has two lives that lives in complete joy mm -hmm. right so he's he's feeding his is Mother Earth real well. <laughs> and I don't think any transformation can happen without tears. There you go. You know, just looking at like different things, um, looking at them how you want. One th important thing that David said a long time ago was um, interpretation. Mm -hmm. You know, like it's everything is everything. You know, wherever you, your reality is, it's there. Mm -hmm. But it's all in how you interpret the moments within those realities mm -hmm. you know what did you what did what does it mean to you what yeah. do you get from it what what does it say to you you know so i don't think that transformation can happen speaking of healing mm -hmm. without tears i think that there's there something go. very magical like when my tears fall yeah. um mm -hmm. for whatever reason is behind the tears that fall mm -hmm. um there's always love there oh yeah right there's always love oh, yeah. because if, if um if i'm angry or hurt or happy it's right. because i'm passionate about whatever i love or whatever i'm feeling i'm mm -hmm. connecting to it mm -hmm. you know and i just have this feeling like i've always felt like you know how we do our uh, we light our candles and things of that sort we have our sacred waters i feel like my i add my tears to my sacred water yes. because there's emotion in my tears it's holy. you know yes yeah. and, you know so it's just something there's some sort of an element mm -hmm. like that I just feel um, some kind of chemistry that happens that creates those tears oh, yeah. that's spiritual that connects you know the, the spiritual emotion with the physical tear and something about that water mm -hmm. that I feel can, uh, can make magic happen it's when you're looking for that healing moment alchemy mm -hmm. yeah I wanted to add, just on a chemical level, we release cortisol through our tear ducts. Hmm. We're releasing toxins when we cry. Hmm. Yeah, and I ha I had to kind of uh, learn how to move out of the cathartic crying and into the soulful crying. Mm -hmm. You know, and really understand like, you know, how my grieving is um, in 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 bed as Martin Practel would say in praising the spirits you know how grieving and praising the spirits go together they sleep together and and moving out of that space of like pitying myself like crying to manipulate people to make them want me in mm. some way and then stepping out and being like you know I'm owning my tears and I'm crying for I'm crying for something bigger you know and I'm I'm like you said like using those tears for alchemy for mm -hmm that deeper transformation hmm. you know and and of course everyone is different and you know and um and everyone's two spirit you know we're all multiple spirits so you know we we get stigmatized thinking that men perform a certain way and women perform a certain way and you know like you know you guys were sharing already and you know just like things are placed on our bodies our bodies are marked for us to perform a certain way and so then we get confused when we're not allowed to express ourselves on in that infinite possibility spectrum and so you know i you know so for women or some women most women you know to not to generalize everyone like yeah being able to step into your anger like can be empowering and and be expressive and, and embracing your throat chakra mm -hmm. you know you're breaking that silence you know and from and for some men it you know stepping into that space of like connecting with their tears it's 
you know, yeah, embracing their heart chakra, you know, something that's been disconnected. But really, it's like us, all of us, regardless of our gender, our sex, our races, our ethnic backgrounds, about aligning, you know, all the different parts of ourselves, our third eye, our, you know, our power, our root power, and, 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 and being able to do that in safe spaces, you know, like, how many of us can be shout and, you know, yell and feel safe, you know, like this, that someone's not going to get scared or judge us or cry or, you know, whatever expressions that we have is like, how do we make safe spaces? And so that's one thing I'm learning too, is like, with the body work, not everybody wants to be touched by me, mm-hmm. you know, or in general. And so being, meeting people where they are and being flexible mm-hmm. with that and going deeper within myself and how I can hold space for them in other ways than physically embracing them, you know, and so. I know what you mean. Yeah. I do massages too, and yeah. I also know, I noticed how you say that. Some people, they're not comfortable being touched, speaking of touch, and um, and you, and if you link like the people that have that reaction to just the, to who they are in their personality, it's a very hardened spirit. You know, very hard and very guarded kind of spirit, and I wonder what what happened there. You know what happened there because it's like there's there's no room for me to even sink in and go into the rhythm and go into the balance because it's not a, a take your back pain out massage. It's like I just want to balance and 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 do something different, right? Mm-hmm. My my mystical magic, whatever I want to do. Let's just let's just make this work. And this person is just like, don't touch me here, don't touch me there, move faster, go. It's like you're not even letting, you're not connecting. Just relax, you know. Just just go here, go there. It's like okay, hold hold on, stop. You know, it's like just stop, stop. You know, like you know, let whoever's at the wheel take that boat and take you through this piece of the of the river. It's okay, you know, mm-hmm. it's okay. But it's all about connecting with those emotions and um, and just trying to figure out what um, maybe not even figuring out what the actual problem is but more about how to deal with it and come out of it you know mm-hmm. be regardless of if they want to be um touched or not maybe they just need to even have that moment and some people just even need to know that like where they discover that they don't like to be touched oh, maybe yeah. they didn't even know that oh yeah there were some staff members here you know i was i started here in august and I came and I was like, yeah, I want, I'm here to massage you. And some people were like, uh, who are you? And I don't want to be touched by any stranger. Mm-hmm. And I had to, you know, I was like, that's fine. That's cool, you know? And then, you know, over the weeks, you know, they saw me coming, you know, I was coming here very consistent. I do come here consistently. And then finally they're like, yeah, you know, I got some back pain. Like, we just like <laughs> work it out. And then like, you know, and then some of the people they've never received massage before, and it was like their first time receiving that type of like loving, healing touch, and just, you know, that's like that. Just having that tiny transformation or that tiny connection like opens my heart, and I know it. And it opened their mind to you know. So, but it takes patience and loyalty and dedication and you know, perseverance and tenacity, you know, when we're like, when we're, you know, freedom fighters, we're freedom fighters, right? You know, we just, you don't give up, you know, we find another way, find another way. And that's how, and that's what I believe like spirit is coming through is healing is never ending and it will find a way to heal, break through us all, 
you know, even, you know, the, you know, the, the um, binaries of oppressed or oppressor, it's like just having, you know, I need to let go of that story that I'm a victim, that I'm oppressed, because when I, cause when I say yes to that story, I am creating someone to power, to have power mm-hmm. over me. You know, so that was one of the biggest things that I had to overcome was that my mom and my father are not, you know, my abusers anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, that, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, there's no one to blame anymore. You know, like shit happened. And, you know, and there are people here who are looking into my eyes and telling me I'm a beautiful, amazing, you know, person. You know, spiritual being, a sentient being, having a human experience. And so I had to really let go of, all right, you know, this is not, um, I'm not a victim, villain, hero anymore. I'm letting go of that triangle and I'm stepping into my complete and full whole self. And that's my core. I'm just whole. And so are you. And so are you. Yeah, we, uh, there's that old saying uh, in that healing journey, uh, I've come to that place where I'm not my story anymore. (laughs) And so it's that place of not living in your past, but living right now in the present, current time. Mm-hmm. And so with that, this is David Kukla with Giggles here and Ruby at Barrios Unidos, the traditional healers from the four corners of the world. We're talking about healing behind the iron cage and how to break yourself free regardless of where you are. And we're going to take a little break here, then we'll be right back for some more healing Wisdom. Thank you for tuning in. Yes. Yule, this is your homegirl Giggles, aka Sandra Lemos. You're cruising on this Friday night. We are with David Cúpula and Nane from Barrios Unidos. We've been talking about healing. The theme tonight has been healing behind the iron cage, mm-hmm. um, be it the one in your mind or the one built around you, uh, trying to free ourselves from these emotions or these barriers that keep Mm -hmm. us from being our full self and Mm -hmm. contributing to the communities that uh, we belong to that maybe we've been disconnected from or we're never connected to in the first place that we are becoming a part of it's never too late to uh, take your position because your position is yours regardless Mm -hmm. of the time that you accept it And so in that uh, healing journey, brothers and sisters, we want to first acknowledge where you are right now. Uh, You know, it's whether uh, you're just beginning the journey of healing yourself, whether you've been on it for many years. I know it's a, for myself, uh, it's a lifelong journey. Mm -hmm. And continue each day when, you know, when we say that eldest brother rises, the sunrise, when when, when he shows himself up in the morning, he comes with a teaching, right? He's got something here he wants to uh, teach me. And then when the sun sets, I, I welcome him one more time and thank him what he taught me but then also got to own <laughs> what he taught me you know what did i learn today and so i think a little bit of what we're talking about is how, how, how do you welcome each day in a good way uh what is it what is it uh, you know for you to learn what can you learn what, what is it that you can learn about yourself today to be a better person no matter where you are and so that you can walk you know on that high road what we call that high road that road that you know, it talks about love, peace, and truth. 
and uh, doesn't exclude anybody. It's all of us, uh, you know. And then uh, we also want to remind everybody that in that healing journey of the self, you know, we th there's that second hoop. The first hoop being yourself, awakening up to yourself and healing yourself and some of them wounds that you're carrying. And uh, then the second hoop is uh, family. When you enter into the into that second hoop of the family, you're going to be introduced into a whole new realm of feelings, emotions, and unfinished business. And that, uh, but the the good news is that when uh, you started your own healing journey within yourself, you have some tools. You don't have to do it alone. Exactly. You alone. Yeah, you don't have to do it alone. And so that you're walking into uh, some new territory, new terrain, but it's going to make you a bigger person versus uh, walking alone. You never can see that by yourself. And then as uh, it, then you go into the community, now you're in another hoop. Mm -hmm. And uh, the, the tools that you've gained from healing yourself and being with your family, then now you can walk in community. Mm -hmm in a better way and usually i don't know what your experience nani but in the community the biggest things that you know i've been in a lot of disasters in community yes. <laughs> and to me the the biggest obstacle in there and maybe that's where you know they call the ego comes in but it's power control <laughs> and that that seems to be the biggest pitfall you know, in my experience, and uh, how's it been for you in community? Well, What's been your experience? You know, in, in, in community, um, sometimes we get, we, get, we get these gifts, and if you don't know how to take care of that gift, you don't know how to be able to deal with that gift, mm -hmm. and that gift could, could come in, and, it, you know, people are listening to you. People are, are seeing what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And they, they, they come and they, they, they want to do things for you. They want to mm -hmm. be part of you. Mm -hmm. and, or, or they want to write a story about you. And they want to, you know. And, and all of a sudden, if, if you don't know how to handle that, and all of a sudden you're thinking, well, Nani, I'm doing, I'm doing this. And now it's me, and it's me, and it's me. And it, we start to lose that gift mm -hmm. because we don't understand it. A, a good friend of mine, Fred uh, uh, Williams, uh, uh, old, Brother Crib, he told me, um, you know, it's like ghetto star. Hmm. Yeah, like you become a ghetto star and mm -hmm. or barrio star, and because not too many people of our people get to be in the media a lot, mm -hmm. and when you are from that ghetto, from the barrio and in, 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 in our neighborhoods, and all of a sudden, you know, people start to hear about you. Start to, well, what's going on over here? Let's go over there, and and then there's there's those that you know, bring not good medicine. And all of a sudden, you know, the greed and the jealousy and all that comes in. Mm -hmm. You gotta be able to know how to handle that. Mm -hmm. uh, that if you're doing good things, people are gonna recognize that. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to go out and, you know, people are gonna wanna, wanna be around you. Mm -hmm. I think here we've been able to build a community uh, not, not everybody, because when we came in here, they put posters all over the community, stop Barrios O'Neill from busing gang members into our neighborhood. Mm -hmm. That was our welcoming sign here in this community. Mm -hmm. It took a while for this community to understand that that's not really what we're doing. We're bringing in 
souls, uh, children, and people. And yeah, people that needed help, mm -hmm. but people that were willing to help, mm -hmm. willing to work, willing to do the things that needed to be done as community to make it better. Mm -hmm. Things have changed, but there's still some mindsets out there mm -hmm. that are never going to change, no matter how good you do. So we're not going to pay attention to that because we're not going to waste our time in that. Mm -hmm. And so we have to be able to, to, to learn and pick up on those and to be able to uh, find our place. We have here in this community, we have been able to find this place to, to, to see what things that we can do like tonight, mm -hmm. but also looking at in terms up in the mountains we've been able to um to buy some land up there and create the walter usman uh, a healing center uh, a retreat center for people that have no money to hire you know to go to an expensive mm -hmm. retreat center they can go up there and stay in tree houses they stay in teepees they can stay in little cabins mm -hmm. we have the ceremonies we have we have the the, the sweat lodges you know uh, mm -hmm. there's, there's talking circles there's all this the garden there's all these things that that you could do up there to heal yourself because sometimes we have to remove ourselves mm -hmm. from those concrete jungles mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and we get a lot of young people that come from the bay area in oakland san francisco la and stuff want fresno they want to get away so mm -hmm. we have this little sanctuary mm -hmm. when we go there and, and be able to be uh, uh, be with the redwoods mm -hmm. you're so angry important. go hug the redwoods yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. to break away from that routine break away from that routine and allows us to focus mm -hmm. that i am not alone right mm -hmm. and i think for many years a lot of us have been fighting that battle alone right and not being able to let go I like what I uh, what I was hearing uh, Ruby say, say is that you know we we kind of uh, don't mm -hmm. touch me or don't mm -hmm. don't get in my business don't do it mm -hmm. you know we don't want to give people the business but we want to help when connect. folks connect yes connect to say hey, there is a better way yes and we found one way it's not mm -hmm. everybody's way but it's one way mm -hmm. in this little you know, community. It's great. You're able to do that. It's, you know, it sort of strikes me, Nani, that, you know, the, uh, again, back uh, to our postmodern culture that we're living in, that uh, so much is based on isolation. Yes. Yeah, so much is based on mine. And we, you know, we get our house, we build our big fence, six foot fence, so we don't see nobody, put locks on our gates so no one can, you know, come in. Mm -hmm. We don't even know who our neighbors are, let alone go ask them for a cup of sugar, right? Mm -hmm. And so what you're talking about in regards to community is just absolutely in contradiction to that. It's a polar opposite. Mm -hmm. It's about, hey, I need you. Yeah. You know, can yeah. you help me? Yeah. It's, uh, can, can we come together in communion with nature? Again, concrete can't talk to us yeah, like right. a redwood does. Yeah. And, 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 be, and because, we, we, because we set boundaries doesn't mean that you're not community. Yeah. Just saying, you know, I, I, and when all, there's different communities. Mm -hmm. I, when it comes to my family, I want boundaries because I want to be in my community mm -hmm. for a little while. Mm. Let me do it the way that I think I can handle that. Mm -hmm. Then I walk into the outer community and yeah. outer community. And then each one of them has boundaries. Right. And when we respect those boundaries, it doesn't mean that, hey, stay away from me. It doesn't mean that. Right. It, mean, it just means that 
you know, I need my little space right here mm-hmm. at this time. Mm-hmm. And then we're gonna cross the street and we'll do something new. Yeah. You know. And I think that when we when we start yeah. develop that kind of a community, mm-hmm. yeah. then I think that we can deal with some of these drive bys yeah. and, yeah. and all yeah. these Something that I'll say too uh, in developing, like how you made this uh, space for retreat where they can go into nature, right? I think it's also important um, being how we're on the airwaves right now, um, being able to create that space when you have nothing. That's right. Like when you're trapped behind those walls, right? Yes. Or in a hospital Mm -hmm. bed Mm -hmm. or in your apartment. Yeah. You know, like just poverty stricken. You can't go anywhere. You can't leave your children anywhere, you know, or it's just not safe to go outside. Mm -hmm. Being able to close your eyes and see that space that you need to see you know Mm -hmm. um and finding it there you know so people would call me crazy because in Mm -hmm. my most chaotic times i would shut the door and try to find um that time to pray and it's not just about going and um start saying some words it's about um slowing down your tempo you know just trying to ground yourself Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. breathing Mm -hmm. you know let me breathe let me sink in with my heartbeat Mm -hmm. and now let me really just think of what's going on here Mm -hmm. because i know it's not bad luck Mm -hmm. you know i know it's not a bad karma i know this feels more like punishment right i feel more like i call it a soul flex yeah you know i feel more like okay i know i'm going to go through some things and i know i need uh to my my spirit needs to do some push-ups or i'm not going to be in shape for whatever else Mm -hmm. i'm going to try to do when i Mm -hmm. go out there and try to help someone else heal Mm-hmm. So I take it as that, but they'll call quick to call us crazy. You know, you're crazy. You know what you're doing. You're yes. praying for 45 minutes an hour. You know, but I think it's very important for um, maybe right now. Mm-hmm. You know, why don't we uh, take a, a minute? Mm-hmm. To, want to create mentally, you know, why don't we walk someone through like a, a minute of how do you just take yourself to this green place? What okay. does it feel like? Okay. So what Nani was talking about was creating sacred space. And the necessity for that and giggles was bringing that home into the necessity for the creating internal space that sacred space within ourselves mm-hmm. and so let's take a minute every one of us here for uh, let me lead you through a little visualization if you will and uh, if you're in a safe place and not driving a car mm-hmm. if you can you know uh, if with, within your cell or in your room, wherever you may be, I want you just first of all take a deep breath. Take that deep breath, and why don't you take another deep breath? That good inhale. Just check out your body, check out your neck, your shoulders. You know, relax them a little bit. If you're sitting in the chair, you know, check out your hips, your feet, you know, are they both on the ground? Relax those legs, just another deep breath and feel your arms, you know, feel those fingers, make, yeah, make sure they're not in a fist, got yourself somewhat relaxed there. Then I want you to go inside your heart, inside your chest. And I want you to imagine for a minute that that's where your soul lives. And that soul is, there's a little sacred fire burning there. And there at that sacred fire are your ancestors. All your grandmas and grandpas, 
burning that sacred fire for you and holding it. And I want you to go down there and sit by that sacred fire. The grandmas are going to welcome you. And they're going to have feathers, they're going to have wings, and they're going to have those plant medicines. And they're going to be burning those plant medicines for you as they bring you into that sacred circle, to that sacred fire. There's a little place for you to sit that the grandpa's made for you. A nice soft place and they're going to come and they're going to sit you down by that sacred fire. They're going to be singing those old songs, those sacred songs, drumming, chanting, those old words you don't even know. And your grand, grandmas are going to be fanning you with the medicines, with those sacred plants. I'm going to be feeding you for a moment here. Sending you that love. Welcoming you back home. Your real home. Your eternal home. I'm going to sit by that sacred fire. I'm going to take a deep breath. Just for a moment, I'm going to take a break. And then after that break, the grandma's going to come and get you. They're going to lead you back here to this world, knowing that they'll be there waiting for you when it's time for you to go back home. Welcome back, brothers and sisters, to this good life. Mm -hmm. It's a good life. And remember, always remember that joy is a conscious choice. It's sure to choose regardless of situation. Feed, feed, feed that sacred fire. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So, any closing words, Nana, you want to give to our brothers and sisters? Well, I, I want to send out some shout outs to all the brothers and sisters incarcerated especially to those brothers out there in Soledad Prison. Uh, and uh, also to that Brother Lifer that uh, uh, after sending him postcards and postcards from wherever I travel, he wrote me a letter and he said, don't stop sending those postcards because even within the belly of the beast, I travel with you. Mm -hmm. I have all those postcards on my wall. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'm here and there and I can see and walk with you. And that really um, told me how blessed I am, you know, that, that as human beings, no matter how caged up you, they, they, they put us in, that spirit is still alive and the imagination can go places. So, um, and to those, uh, children and uh, they're out there and their relatives are incarcerated that uh, they hold strong until their relatives come back home mm -hmm. that the violence stops in our streets mm -hmm. and the drugs stop flowing in our neighborhoods mm -hmm. and the spirit continues to grow oh. mm -hmm. I also wanted to say something in respect to uh, to our listeners behind bars. I've been on La Onda since I was about 16. And, um, you know, I must say that uh, don't ever think that you don't matter or that you're forgotten. 
and uh, I remember all the boxes of mail that we would get it was my job to sort through and that was a job <laughs> it was a real job because there were that many people listening and um, and that mattered to us you know that mattered to us and we put that much more love and passion into what we do because we know that you're listening and we are your option and you choose us so we choose you too mm. and you do matter even when you're disconnected from your family you're still their light and for those of you that have family in there, you're their light. Mm -hmm. And no matter what anybody says about you, if they try to say you're not a good mom or not a good dad or you're a terrible son or daughter, whatever your situation is, you are still you. So you don't have to accept anyone's conviction. You could still move forward with whatever you feel your purpose is. Mm -hmm. And your names are not forgotten. So say them so that we know what they are. For example, you mentioned earlier Casper, mm -hmm. right? I remember there was like a George Mosco Marin and there was little Johnny Boy Hernandez. Like these were like constant uh, male names that would come around, right? Uh, Mike Lapua, you know, just some Islanders and uh, Demetrius Howard and Alfredo Valdez and just, just some of the names that were there. and. Yeah. Being that I may have never met you personally, I always felt like that was my family because there was so much mail and so much connection. It was always like my family. You know, the uncles that, that, that are, I'm not related to, the older brothers, you know, the older cousins. And so when I was out there moving around in the world, because there are many options, you know, there are many options out there. You know, for girls too, you know, there's a lot of bad choices that we can make. I always thought, what would my uncles think, you know? Mm -hmm. Not just my mentors on La Onda, you know, like Gavilan, Chuch, mm -hmm. uh, Little Anton, Chewy, Chewy Varela, not, not those mentors, mm -hmm. but also the ones I never met, mm -hmm. you know, that yes. I'm gonna be good for them because um, they expect that of me, you know? Mm -hmm. I'm gonna be a stand-up woman because that's what they, that's what they would want from their niece, you know? so. You are our light, and we will continue to be yours. And don't ever mm. feel like you're not a part of this sacred circle. And our homegirl Brava, La Brava, Norma, that started doing the show with David, uh, when she passed mm. last year, uh, one thing that I do remember in our mind travel, there are many places that our minds can go. And you know, uh, when you think of the spirit world, it can look many different ways. Mm -hmm. But I remember that night when she passed, and it was a Friday, and I went to KPFA because I couldn't believe it. I wanted mm -hmm. to find out, is this really true? You know, one of the things that I saw when I sat there and closed my eyes that I'd never seen before was a sacred fire. Mm -hmm. And I saw these people dancing around this fire. You know, It wasn't a big pasture of green mm -hmm. grass or yeah. a bunch of clouds. It was the, when my mind traveled to find her, it was a dark place. Mm -hmm. And there was this fire, mm -hmm. big fire sacred fire and mm -hmm. people were dancing and the elders were dancing mm -hmm. and then in the midst of all the dancers i saw her mm -hmm. and she was in a wheelchair here in life right mm -hmm. or on earth but mm -hmm. there she stood tall she was taller than me wow. she had a big beautiful cream looking dress it was white but off-white mm -hmm. it was almost golden but white beautiful mm -hmm. and she has these beautiful eyes if you've ever seen brava she has beautiful magical eyes mm -hmm. and she stood there and she looked at me and she said, Gibbles, you tell them, this is where you find me. Mm -hmm. This is where you find me. And I'll never forget that. Because mm -hmm. uh, I had so much emotion, I couldn't even say it that day. Mm -hmm. But I said, one of these days, I'll let them know. 
And one of the main conversations that we had as two women on Laonda, mm-hmm. and she was the elder of Laonda, and I was the, the young one growing yeah. up, and she was my mentor. And uh, one of the things that would always come across our conversations was the prisoners, you know, because mm-hmm. she would read the mail with me. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Giggles, they need love. Mm-hmm. You know, these prisons, they desensitize them. Mm-hmm. So when we're on this microphone, you know, let's wish them love. Mm-hmm. Let's pray for yeah. them. You know, just give them love, mm-hmm. you know, just and just give them sweet dreams. And that meant a lot, you know, through mm-hmm. poetry, through prayer, mm-hmm. and through word. We stay connected. So don't ever feel that you're disconnected wherever mm-hmm. you are. Mm-hmm. Right. This is where you find me. Thank you. That's beautiful. And uh, I want to give a little shout out to uh, my young brothers that living within their own cells even though they're not incarcerated and and I want to Elijah Marlon Eric you young men that I'm working with I want to send you my love my prayers that you find that gift inside of you your pain is my pain and your healing is my healing and I want I want you all to be proud of yourselves. I want you to stay clean. Because you know every time you use, you're killing a part of yourself and you're killing a part of me. So I want us to really try to find that love, that goodness inside of each other. Remember that you're born with a beautiful purpose. You know, you, you got a gift for us and we need you. We want you to stay in that good way so you don't have to live behind those steel bars to break through the bars that live within your own soul right now. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to go there. We need you. I need you. We all need you. So young brothers and sisters, you know, stay good, stay healthy. Say those prayers. Build that sacred fire. Ask, ask for help. Help will arrive. So with that, I want to thank all of you for listening tonight. I want to thank Ruby for showing herself and for Carrie for that beautiful song. Nani, all the work you've done here at Bodies Unidos and there in Soledad and all the other brothers and sisters are going to other prisons throughout the California, United States, trying to help those that are healing themselves mm-hmm. versus being punished. And so I say put an end to punishment. And let's start building healing. Mm-hmm. That's my prayer, because there's beauty in all of us. Needs to be seen, needs to be recognized, needs to be welcomed. So with that, I want to thank all of you for listening tonight to the traditional healing from the four corners of the world. We've been talking about healing behind the iron cage, and stay tuned. We'll be back next month for more healing. Thanks, Giggles. Thanks, Nani. Thanks, Loanda Bahita. Yes. See you next month. I don't thank you all of you listeners for tuning in. Oh.